I want to see God move through me to, to give somebody, you know, to, to maybe lay hands on somebody and, and, and bring a gift of healing. We want to make every effort to keep the unity so as, as believers, let's not focus on the things that divide us, but let's focus on things that bring unity of the spirit, not in the flesh, but of the spirit through the bond of peace. We want to have that peace with one another. It's hard work. You know, living together with another group of of people in a relationship. See, we're not just called to be here on Sundays. We're called to do life with one another. You know, I love my place because I get to look at all the faces out there. And sometimes I wish you could be up here too because you would get to look at the sea of people and say, we're called to do life with one another because we're part of a body. Bodies aren't just do things once a week together. You know, unless you're laying on the couch all week and not getting up, your body does things with you every day. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard work to keep unity and to be part of that. But I tell you, hard work isn't always bad. Nobody in here should be Maynard G. Krebs. And that's only for the older people, right? (laughs) Work! You, when you work hard at something and you complete the task, it brings joy and fulfillment. When you endeavor to keep unity, you can have joy out of that endeavor because we're supposed to be brought together. We're called to appreciate the diversity that there is. What? This next section, we'll go through just kind of quickly. It says, There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. He lists seven things that bring unity. Now, you know, when I was doing, you know, reading all the commentaries and things about this, uh, one of the things that he said, there's a possibility that these seven things were part of a creed that, that all the Christians knew that he was referring to because this is the main belief system he's saying should bring us unity. There's a lot of other things in the church, other beliefs that might cause uh, um, disunity or at, at the very least diversity, but these things are supposed to, supposed to bring us unity. There's one body. We're part of the body of Christ. It's not the Assemblies of God. It's not the Calvary. It's not Catholic. It's not Methodist. It's not Episcopalian. We're part of one body, the universal body of Christ. There's one Spirit. He sent the Holy Spirit to live and dwell in us. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling. This, this, this one, I believe, is different the different calling than the first calling. This calling is that we are called to heaven. And there's one hope that we're all going to be in heaven, those who call in the name of Jesus. We're bound together because we all desire to leave this earth someday and go somewhere better. And we're bound in that, that we walk life together. Now, now here's where the difference comes in. Are you pre-trib or mid-trib or post-trib? Are you post-trib pre-wrath? You know, those things bring disunity and and you can have your opinion on that but we're not going to bring up divisiveness in those conversations i still kind of agree with mike warnke 
you know, the, the pre-trib, mid-trib, and, and post-trib, he says, I'm a pan-tribber. Not Mike Warnke, Keith Green. Well, maybe it was Mike Warnke. I'm a pan-tribber. It's all going to pan out the way God wants it to. <laughs> I don't know if, when we're going to go to heaven, if it's pre-trib, mid-trib, but you know what? We're going to go, and that brines us together because we have the hope and the resurrection of the dead that we're going to go to heaven. One hope to which we were called. One Lord. Guys, there is one Lord. There isn't two. There's not three. There's not a whole bunch of virgins waiting for the guys in heaven. There's one Lord. There's one faith. And, and th this one really is, is, could be, spend a lot more time on it. Uh, the commentators really don't even know for sure what he was talking about. The, there was some faith statements that were very common at the time that were basic uh, their basic statements of faith for the early church and it's real possible that he was referring to those type of statements real simple there's one faith it's one baptism one God and Father of all there's not many gods there's one and we believe in that can I have a relationship with people who don't believe in the same God as me absolutely happens all the time a lot of people I know their God is themselves some people have the, the God of Islam some people have a God who who might have the same name but has a different character makeup than my Jesus but in order to have a, for us to really have unity we have to understand there's one Lord one spirit one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. And these statements bind up who this God is. He's not a weak God. He's above all. He's all-powerful. If your God isn't all-powerful, you need to search the scriptures and realize that he is almighty, all-powerful, and he's over all and he's in all. There's not this little Christian God and a Muslim God. There is one God who is above all. He's not sitting back wondering what's going to happen next. When things go wrong in your life, he's not on the throne wringing his hands going, oh no, I don't know what to do. He's powerful. He's mighty. He's above all. He's worthy to walk worthily for in everything. And he's calling us as the church believe that the church is God's chosen instrument to bring light to the darkness, help people come to salvation and deliverance from sin and death. He's chosen the church. That's why we're so important. He says he's the head, we're the body. We carry out the actions of the head as the church. And the only way we can do that is if we're in unity. Some people, maybe it's you in this room who's had a, a, a medical situation where it's a stroke or something similar where you no longer had connection to, your, to a part of your body, a hand or a leg or even your mouth, and, and, and it wasn't working together. Boy, how frustrating that must be when that happens. You, you, you go to move or you go to say something and it, and it doesn't come out. There's, there's people who have uh, disorders, brain injuries and things. When they go to speak, it comes out gibberish. There's been unique cases of where they're actually speaking backwards. It's 
pretty amazing what, what can happen. See, we're supposed to be connected to the head and working well so that we carry out exactly what the brain, the head wants us to do. So you have to be connected. And you have to be in unity with the rest of the body so that you can carry out your function and you can help somebody else carry out their function. I say this in our membership class. A Christian without a church family is an orphan. You need to be part of a church family. And we need to be in unity so that we can make a difference in the world. We, we need to live such lives that people begin to see Christians all over the valley. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Not, you know, I'll have to come to the same church, but wouldn't it be wonderful if as Christians we all began to really put this into practice and begin to walk worthily of the calling, if we acted in humility and gentleness and long-suffering, and if we actually endeavored to keep the unity of the peace instead of being angry that somebody attends a different church than them or accusatory, wouldn't it be wonderful? What, what would the world see? What would Big Bear see about God? He said, these Christians are making a difference in the world. And that's what we want. He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light to show forth his glory. That's just the beginning of Ephesians chapter 4. I'm excited. Let's pray. Heavenly Father's we're continuing this journey through the book of Ephesians. You've spoken to us and showed us of the riches that are in Christ, how we've been adopted, that we're called sons and daughters, that all of these things are found because of Christ and his sacrifice. And now, Lord, we're beginning to see that you desire us to walk a certain way, live a certain way, God. And I pray that you would help us to be challenged and changed by this message today, that we would begin to endeavor to keep the unity, to keep what you've already started, what you did in the Spirit, and cause us to be humble and gentle and patient with one another. God, help us to love, keep peace. God, we ask that you would fill us with your Spirit so that we could walk this life out because apart from you, we can do nothing. Empower each of us today. God, if there's anyone here who's far away from you, maybe they've drifted in their walk or maybe they've never committed their life in the first place, I pray that right now and where they're at, they would just pray a simple prayer of commitment. God, forgive me for doing my own thing for being the boss of my own life. Help me to live for you. Come into my life. I give you free access and free reign. Take control. Be the head. And I'll be part of the body. God, and that's for all of us. While we commit ourselves to being part of the body of Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh.